Welcome in to another edition of the Wisports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at Wisports.net and your host for the WSN podcast. Christmas week is upon us and next week will bring plenty of presents for high school basketball fans around the state with a number of holiday tournaments, classics, and events on the schedule for both boys and girls basketball. And that will be our focus this week on the WSN podcast. We'll chat with both Mark Miller and Norbert Durst about the upcoming holiday tournament, some of the better events and, and games to keep an eye on, and, and just get a, a little bit of a general check-in with the guys. Before we do that, though, we do want to remind you to help save lives on Wisconsin roads and eliminate crashes. Join the Wisconsin Department of Transportation's new campaign, Buckle Up, Phone Down. Commit to always buckle your seatbelt and put your phone down while driving every trip, every time. Take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Uh, we'll talk to uh, Mark Miller coming up in, in just a little bit, but our first conversation will be with Mark, uh, excuse me, with Norbert Durst on the girls' side to talk with him about some of the upcoming events in girls' basketball. And, of course, you can check out a full list of those events on wisports.net. You can find the schedule on our game schedule page for each day. And, of course, you can find results on there as well. All kinds of information on WSN, as, as many of you, as all of you, I'm sure, listening to this know, should be a daily destination for all high school sports fans to check out all the news and information around the state, including the only coaches poll in the state of Wisconsin for boys and girls basketball, the best resource for news and information, all kinds of information on schedules, team schedules, uh, rosters, box scores, stats leaders, uh, statewide stats leaders, all kinds of information that you really should be visiting on a daily basis at wisports.net. All right, that time of the year, winter holiday tournaments upon us next week with uh, a whole plethora of games. And we'll talk about some of the boys' action with Mark Miller coming up shortly. But right now, we're going to focus in on the girls' action with Norbert Durst, our girls' basketball writer and content manager at wisports.net. Norbert, I know you're, you're not feeling the greatest uh, right now. All kinds of, uh, of of bugs going around, but uh, appreciate you taking some time to join us and, and powering through here today. Yeah, of course. It's uh, that time of year, as you mentioned, and there's a lot of exciting basketball ahead next week. All right, well, let's get into it. Um, you know, for, for a long time, Mark Miller's uh, Wisconsin Basketball Yearbook Shootout has been the preeminent tournament on the boys' side over this holiday break. Is there an event uh, over break on the girls side that kind of holds that that title of best tournament best event with the best teams best players uh most action yeah i think i'd uh, give the nod here to uh, the watertown uh, holiday shootout uh, uh they have 13 games over three days they're at the event uh they got uh, a lot of good good teams and talent there germantown defending uh division uh, one state champion is there. They play Aquinas. They also play Reedsburg, who uh, finished as the runner-up in Division Two last year. While Pawn is also there, the top-ranked team in Division Three. Then you got the the regular mainstays like a, a Pious Catholic is there. They're going to play uh, Bayport. So there's there's plenty of good action there. Uh, Lakeland's coming down again uh, as well. Um, good uh, good talent on that team, led by the Omet sisters. Omet sisters, excuse me. And so, you know, there's going to be a lot of, lot of good teams and a lot of good talent at that event. How, how long has that event been going on? It doesn't seem like it's, uh, you know, super long. I believe this is the third year of that event. Okay. Uh, so nice, 
nice field that they've been able to put together pretty quickly. You know, looking over the the list of uh, girls basketball tournaments that you just posted on wisports.net, one one that I I did not see, and I'm kind of curious if you know the the history of it is the the Rathke Memorial Tournament that was always run down in Franklin, which seemed to be kind of the the top event for for a while in girls hoops. Any any backstory behind why we don't see that one anymore? Well, I just think the the event just uh, I guess ran its course. I guess you could say uh, you know really good event for many years, but uh, just uh, decided to no longer have that event. Uh, they did play, and it would actually be a lot more fitting now, given uh, extra games, because they did play more of that regular tournament-style format with eight teams, but uh, that event is no longer going on. Speaking of different event um, formats, uh, many of the, the events that, that we'll see over break are just preset games. The, that Watertown Holiday Tournament, it's preset games. It's, it's an outstanding event, just a lot of games in one place. There are some that are more of a true tournament where uh, most of the time it's four teams will play uh will be involved in that and there's a you know two games on one day and then a consolation a championship the next day are there what what are uh, are there any bigger tournaments where there might be eight teams involved or is it mostly four team tournaments and then anything larger than that is kind of a classic with with predetermined matchups yeah, that's basically what it's been uh, mostly here. It's mostly just those, you know, the four teams if you're running a tournament and then the classic type setting where you just have the regular game scheduled uh, for, for each day. Um, so that's, that's basically how this setup is this year. Well, the, uh, the Watertown Holiday Tournament, if that's the top one uh, in terms of teams and competition, what are some of the other better events on the schedule next week as we look over the girls basketball tournaments classics and events list the viking holiday tournament holiday classic excuse me at new berlin west and new berlin eisenhower that's another good event um next week and you know it's uh um got kettle moraine's going to be there one of the top teams in division one new berlin eisenhower as mentioned uh they're going to play grafton uh, a good team in division two out of the north shore uh, New Berlin West, uh, who's having a good season so far, they're going to play Martin Luther in a, a, one of those marquee games on uh, Wednesday. So th- there's uh, certainly some good uh, good other events. Also, the Century Classic, which is now in its, its I believe, 50th year. Um, and, uh, you know, you got uh, some Wisconsin Valley teams uh, that have not been shy shying away from playing good teams. Wisconsin Rapids is going to play Verona and Freedom, and so is uh, Stevens Point. So there, there is. Uh, uh, it's definitely good to see some of those teams that you know are working their way up and looking to make some noise in the postseason. Play that, play some of that you know top level talent during the regular season. We continue our conversation with Norbert Durst, our girls basketball writer at wisports.net. Do want to take a moment to help remind everybody to help save lives on Wisconsin roads and eliminate crashes. Join the Wisconsin Department of Transportation's new campaign, Buckle Up, Phone Down. Commit to always buckle your seatbelt and put your phone down while driving every trip, every time. Take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. And that's a good reminder as we uh, move into this winter uh, season, eventually, someday, hopefully, we'll have some snow. And as people travel to games, whether it's these holiday events coming up or just the, the rest of the season to make sure that everyone drives safely out there on the roads in Wisconsin. Norb, um, any other games over this holiday break that maybe aren't part of a classic or a tournament 
or or you know a multi-team event of some kind any just regular games that are of note over uh, over that holiday break well i do have to mention one more game before we get into that uh um one of the games at Evansville Holiday Tournament, Broadhead and Mineral Point, that's going to be a matchup of uh, of uh, top five teams in Division Four. So that one's, uh, if, if you're in that area, that's going to be a really good contest. All right. Well, Norb, uh, one of the things that, that we knew was going to continue to be an issue this year, we were just unsure how big of an issue it would be, is the, the COVID cancellations. Um, you know, we, we've seen a lot of it in pro sports and college sports recently. We've seen some some high school events impacted, but it's, you know, I, I don't know what your take is on on how prevalent it has seemed, you know, in this uh, in this last few weeks. Um, what, what are you seeing out there? How does it compare to maybe similar time last year? Well, I will go back one second here, Travis. You did mention uh... Uh, what other games that might be notable, even though they're not part of a classic or a tournament. Uh, Milwaukee Academy of Science comes up to uh, Sun Prairie to play uh, the Cardinals, and Sun Prairie's a uh, top, uh, I believe they're ranked number six right now in Division One, and and uh, Milwaukee Academy of Science in Division Four. Um, you know, they've played some really good teams. I believe they have three losses, but they're still right up there in the rankings. So that's one uh, to look out for over the break. But as far as the COVID stuff, you know, there hasn't been, um, you know, too much, you know, I see here and there games be postponed a little bit, but overall it hasn't been too bad as far as losing games. Hopefully those games that were postponed early in the year can be made up before the season is over. Well, Nora, before we let you go, any, anything else that we are seeing in the girls basketball scene, any notable, you know, games, performances, uh, storylines anything like that uh before you know before this holiday break coming up and anything that that uh catches your eye that that we need to make mention of well last night notre dame knocked off hortonville hortonville uh entered that game undefeated and the top ranked team in division one so you know notre dame while they lost that that uh, game early on to uh, appleton east they're showing that uh, they're ready to go and going to make a good push in division two again and um, also to mention, there are 27 unbeaten teams left in girls basketball. So over this holiday break, we'll see those, see if those teams can, you know, continue to stay unbeaten or what teams might knock them off. And we did also have, you mentioned a top ranked team going down in division one with Hortonville. Last week, we had a top ranked team go down. McDonald Central lost to Osseo Fairchild in Randolph ascended to the top spot in division five. So um you know, we'll, we'll see, I, I'm guessing we'll see a couple other number one teams go down at, at different times this year, but uh, certainly it's been a fun and interesting start to the girls basketball season. Norb, uh, always great to have you on. We'll let you get, uh, get rested up in advance of a good holiday, a good Christmas, hopefully, and then a big week of uh, holiday hoops action next week. Norb, appreciate you joining us here on the WSN podcast. Of course, I look forward to seeing people out of games. And if you do see Norb, make sure you say hi. He's the bald guy with a beard, uh, hard to miss. <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, he'll he'll be around. What, what what are you going to? Did did you tell me the the Watertown tournament? Maybe was that kind of your primary? Yeah, one? I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna definitely go to the Watertown event. Uh, TBD on the rest of, of next week. Just kind of trying to figure out my schedule still. All right, sounds good. Well, make sure you say hi to Norb. Make sure you say hi to uh, Mark Miller. 
when you see him at the uh, basketball yearbook shootout next week as well. No, I appreciate you joining us. And in just a moment, we'll transition and we'll chat with Mark Miller about the boys' holiday tournaments coming up next week. All right, time to turn our attention to the boys' side of the holiday basketball tournaments and events coming up next week. And with that, we will bring in Mark Miller, our boys' basketball writer and WBCA Hall of Famer here at WSN. Mark, uh, good to have you with us. I know it's a busy time for you as you kind of finalize those preparations for the Rick Majerus Wisconsin Basketball Yearbook Shootout, which has become and has been for a number of years the preeminent uh, boys' basketball in-season tournament and certainly the the uh, the top holiday tournament coming up next week. Uh, before we get into previewing this year's event, uh, give us a little history on the yearbook shootout, how it came about and how it has kind of uh, grown and and become that top event in the state over the years. Well, it started in 2005. And for the first five years, we had the event at Marquette University at the Wire Center. Um, we had it over two days at that time. And we had so much interest in teams wanting to participate that we decided to go to three days um, and try to get as many teams in as we could. So Marquette couldn't commit to three days with their facility because that's the, uh, the McGuire Center is where the women's basketball team plays its games and practices. Um, they couldn't devote three days to that. So um, we moved out to Concordia um, in, in Mequon. And now this is our, uh, I believe our 11th year at Concordia. Um, and uh, of course we have it over three days and this year we have 32 teams all from Wisconsin participating and it started uh, way back like I said in 2005 uh, preparations actually began about a year before that um, after I uh, had watched a, a tournament in Chicago at Proviso West High School um, and saw just how great of uh, an atmosphere that was I thought boy that would be really great if we could do something here and for years, I had attended the Badger Classic at the UW Fieldhouse and also the Century Classic at Stevens Point. And those were kind of the two preeminent uh, uh, tournaments uh, over the holidays uh, in Wisconsin at that time. But there really wasn't anything per se in the Milwaukee area. So um, I decided to give it a whirl. And, you know, we were able to get into Marquette those first few years. And that was a great setting for it. And, and of course, been at Concordia now for over a decade. And, and um the folks out there treat us really, really well. And about six or seven years ago now, the Majerus Family Foundation got involved, started awarding uh, scholarships to uh, uh, seniors from schools that participate in the event who fill out an essay. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, every year we try to get as many good teams and as many good players as we can, not only from Milwaukee, but also from outside the area. So that's kind of been the formula and uh, it's, you know, three days of wall-to-wall -wall basketball, but it's a lot of fun and it's a great opportunity to see a lot of people and a lot of uh, players and teams in one setting over the course of those three days. As you look back over the history of that event, going back 15 or 16 years now, what are some of the, the top players that you recall that have, that have played in that event over the years? I know it's, it's a long, long list of uh, who's who, basically in the state of Wisconsin, but, but what are some of the names that stand out? Well, there's several players that are, that are either currently in the NBA or, or previously had been in the NBA. Um, you know, I think our first year to Jerry Smith at Wauwatosa East was a, was a huge draw. And of course he went on to have a fine career at Louisville. Um, and then uh, we had DeMarcus Cousins and his team from uh, Mobile at Alabama in the event. 
Um, and uh, when he was in high school, and of course he's with the Bucks now, uh, and has had a long MBA career. Matt Thomas of on Alaska, you know, who, who's uh, I believe with with the Raptors. Um, he played in the event. Sam Decker of Sheboygan Lutheran, who you know had had also actually was with the Raptors earlier this year, and has played in the NBA. Um, boy, those those are just a few of the names. Obviously, guys like Diamond Stone and and the great Germantown teams and the great Vincent teams from the past uh, all had terrific players. Deontay Garrett comes to mind from from Vincent and. Uh, obviously, Zach Showalter, Luke Fisher, uh, immediately pop into mind from from Germantown. But obviously, those teams also had other really, really good players. Um, and most, more recently, guys like Jordan McCabe and, and Tyler Harrow and Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, and of course, Harrow and Halliburton are are doing very, very well in the NBA. So um, it's it's a long list. And, uh, you know, it's always fun to watch those great players compete. Uh, Henry, Henry Ellenson is another one that participated in the event, and he's had uh, several stints in the in the NBA with the Pistons, among other teams. So, uh, yeah, a lot of names uh, of some pretty darn good players over the years. I have, I don't know why it it always uh, conflicts with something, but I have not been to the event. Shockingly, uh, stupidly, I need to get there. But I remember one of the big draws a few years ago. Uh, if I remember correctly, it was Bronson Koenig and Aquinas against uh, the Dominican teams uh, that at that oh, time yeah. had Dwayne Wilson. I remember that being right. kind of a, a big time, uh, you know, eyeball one that people uh, really were, were excited about as well. Um, yes. You know, looking over this year. That was a great matchup, but uh, uh, that was out at Concordia. And I believe, I believe Aquinas won that game and Bronson played really, really well, but so did Dwayne. Um, and then another uh, big matchup, um, going back was Kwame Mitchell of Dominican, who, who went on to a career at St. Louis University against Corey Lucius of Pius at the time, who, who of course played at Michigan State. So um, yeah, sometimes you get those, you know, really good guard matchups or really good uh, uh, post matchups that you really look forward to watching and um, uh, that they are a lot of fun to watch. You know, one thing, one anecdote, Travis, real quick here was, uh, um, I remember, uh, you know, when Sam Decker was a senior at Sheboygan Lutheran, he played uh, Jerry Pettigrew's Cuba City team in a very memorable game uh, at, at the shootout. And it was, uh, I think it was like a Tuesday, um, and they played like early afternoon. And uh, Concordia was sold out for that game, um, which is kind of amazing when you think you have Sheboygan Lutheran and Cuba City, two teams from not, not the, you know, immediate area there. Um, playing each other, you know, in Mequon and, and selling the place out. But that's, that's the, the you know, that's the neat thing about uh, high school athletics and, and, you know, basketball, that if you get the right matchups and you get that interest, you can really, uh, you know, generate a lot of uh, fan interest. And, and, and that was certainly one of those games that, that did just that. All right. Well, let's turn our attention to this year's event, 28 games over three days, Tuesday through Thursday next week. Um, we won't ask you to preview every single one, but what are a few of the matchups that really stand out as you look over that schedule that you've been able to put together uh, for Tuesday through Thursday at the Wisconsin Basketball Yearbook Shootout? Well, actually, we're going to, to 24 games this year. Um, so 24. What, what did eight, I say? 32? Uh, I think you said 28, but what we have. 20, okay, 24. Um, to, eight, times, eight times three is 24, not 28. <laughs> well, we used to have nine a day. Um, and we did that for many years and 
Uh, this year we decided to go to eight, start a little later and, you know, eight, eight is still plenty, obviously. Um, the, the, we kick off the event this year with Lake Country Lutheran against Sheboygan Lutheran, and that's two undefeated teams and two teams ranked very highly in our Wisports.net coaches poll. Obviously, Lake Country Lutheran's number one in D3, and I believe Sheboygan Lutheran's number two in D4. Um, and then later that day, a, a, another great game that I think a lot of people look forward to is Wisconsin Lutheran against De Pere. That one starts at seven o'clock. And uh, Wisco is uh, number two in D2 and is undefeated. And De Pere is number one in D1 and is undefeated. So, the, you know, on the first day, those two games kind of stand out. Um, on the second day, uh, De Pere uh, goes against Wauwatosa West, which is uh, which is coming off an overtime win last night over Brookfield Central as uh, probably the best freshman in the state in 6'10", Kai Rogers. I think he had 22 last night against Brook Central. Um, so I think that's going to be a really good game. And then um, at 8.30, Brookfield East uh, takes on undefeated Arrowhead with Mac Recchi, who is averaging well over 20 points a game. Uh, on the third day, uh, St. Thomas Moore, which is undefeated and, and uh, features sophomore Mari McCautry, who had 47 points against Martin Luther the other night in a two-point win. They play Beaver Dam, uh, which now has two losses. They lost at home last night to DeForest by one point, but uh, uh, Beaver Dam's a really good team. I think that'll be a really good game. And then um, uh, just, just a, you know, between all those games, it's just a, a really uh, intriguing uh, number of contests uh, featuring small schools, big schools, middle-sized schools, really good players like Seth Trimble of Menominee Falls, uh, Stephen Clay of Menominee Falls, Riley Brooks of Ripon. Uh, there's a really good freshman up at uh, on Alaska that'll be playing an event named TJ Stutley. He's about a 6'3 point guard. Uh, Columbus Catholic, which always has really good teams and is ranked in our poll in Division 5. Uh, Newman Catholic, uh, you know, and then teams like Marquette, No Creek, and Pius, Kettle Moraine, and Brooks Central, and Martin Luther, you can go on. But uh, the full schedule is up on our uh, wisports.net website along with all the other um holiday tournaments throughout the state of wisconsin i i think we i think we have a pretty complete list i haven't gotten any emails uh this year saying hey what about our tournament um <laughs> and and you know it's funny travis there's so many of them now um all over the state um and it's great to see because it's 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 always nice when you can go to a venue and watch a couple games um and 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 see teams that uh you know are not not in the same conferences compete against each other. Well, let's talk about some of those other events on the schedule next week, other than the Wisconsin basketball yearbook shootout, which we certainly encourage everyone to, uh, to check out. What are some of the other top events around the state and top matchups as you look over that schedule of holiday tournaments, classics, and events? Well, Carthage College has, has uh, uh, worked together with some local people in the Kenosha area to put on an event uh, featuring the Kenosha schools and area schools over the last several years. And this year, uh, they have both boys and girls uh, games going on. Um, and the, the three Kenosha public schools are all involved along with St. Joe's and Ruther and Shoreland Lutheran. And then they bring in some area schools like Burlington and Westosha Central, St. Catharines, Racine Case, Union Grove, those type of teams. Uh, the game that kind of stands out to me, um, well, two games, actually, the, the Racine case at St. Catherine game at 730 on Tuesday, the 28th, I think will be a very interesting game. 
Uh, Case has a lot of talent and seems to be playing better of late. And although St. Catharines lost a lot off their team last year, they're, they're, they're still a very tough out for anyone. They really defend at a high level. And then uh, on Thursday, the 30th, uh, Kenosha Tremper and Kenosha St. Joe's play. And the intriguing thing there is the Tremper coach, Brandon Morris, was a star player at St. Joe's and had previously coached there. So he's going up against uh, some guys that he previously coached, which, which is always kind of interesting. Um, so we'll see how that game goes. Um, and then, uh, you know, as far as other events throughout the state, um, you know, there's, like I said, we have the complete list up on our, on our website. Um, the one, uh, the one tournament that I think, uh, will attract some interest is the, uh, Sundrop Classic up at UW Green Bay at the Crest Center. Um, Appleton East is playing Eau Claire Memorial and both teams are unbeaten. That game's at 315 on the 28th. I think that would be a really interesting game. And then, uh, uh, Eau Claire Memorial takes on Appleton North and Max Nelson the next day. So I think that will be a very good uh, outing as well. Um, West Salem is a team that we haven't talked a lot about this year, but is, is really one of the better teams, uh, I think, in D3 in the state. And, and they're hosting a 14 tournament with Spooner, Northwestern, and Sparta. So um, they, uh, it's actually not a tournament. It's a classic. So on the second day, they play Northwestern. And that's two of the better teams uh, from the upper half of the state that will will be going at it. So uh, those are just a few of the of the many many uh, events that are going on throughout Wisconsin. Um, you know, next week during the holiday break. Hopefully, we can get them all in with uh, with COVID. And, you know, we're starting to see some some postponements and so forth. And you know, that's always very disconcerting. Yeah, we'll we'll touch on that in just a minute. Uh, but it's it's fun to see and interesting to see a number of those events, as you mentioned at Carthage, that are boys and girls events. Of course, that includes the Century Classic, which is in its fiftieth year. Uh, right, one of the right. not the longest running events in the state. The uh, Viking Holiday Classic at New Berlin uh, is a, a big time boys and girls event. Uh, there's there's got to be close to twenty uh, or or more games combined between girls and boys. Uh, for that Viking holiday classic. So always, uh, always good to see that, uh, you know, where you can get boys and girls events and, and teams playing at the same place and, and maybe get a little bit uh, more fan interest as well. Um, but do want to ask you about the the COVID situation. We talked about that with Norb as well uh, earlier in our, our podcast interview with him. Um, we have seen obviously a lot more college games and professional sports be impacted because they have such frequent testing protocols, but we have seen it on the, the high school side as well. Uh, unfortunately, we, we, we figured we knew it was going to happen. The question was just how impactful it was going to be. So as you're, you're looking over, you know, the, the, the hoop schedule and, and what we've had the last few weeks, you know, what's kind of the, the overall view on it. Uh, are we seeing, more than we were last year at this time uh, less are we you know what uh, what are we getting in terms of cancellations well it's far less than last year because every team is playing this year and of course last year mps and uh, in the madison schools did not play um, and many schools were delayed until after christmas before they got going and it was just a really a hodgepodge season for many many programs so although we have had some stoppages and some postponements or cancellation of games, it's been far, far less than last year. Um, having said that, you know, the rest of this, when you look at the rest of the season and, and even this week and next week, 
you know, there are two things that, that um, are kind of out of the control in terms of, of what might happen. Uh, one of them is the weather, you know, snow always impacts things. Um, and, you know, if there's a lot of snow, um, you know, that, that obviously leads to postponements uh, that we've seen over the years. And that's, you know, part of the basketball season and landscape. Um, but COVID is, is the big, um, you know, X factor. And um, it's, it seems to be spreading at a little higher rate now than it had been in the fall, in the summer. And um, yet many more people, of course, are vaccinated this year than last year. So hopefully, even if you get it, it's a pretty mild case. There, you know, I've talked to a few coaches that have had kids that have gotten it and they've had to, you know, reschedule games and slow things down or, or not really even have uh, practices for a few days. And generally speaking, the cases have been pretty mild. But, um, you, you know, it just because it's mild with with the, the player that's uh, affected, that doesn't mean that that person couldn't pass it on to someone that then maybe would have a severe case. So um, you have to be careful and you have to be mindful and so forth. And, you know, next week at uh, Concordia, the, the um, recommendation is to wear masks on the on inside. Of course, that's uh, the way it is in Dane County right now when you watch games. Um, so uh, we'll see, uh, we'll see where it goes. You know, we hope and pray that, uh, that it doesn't uh, affect things in a real dramatic way like it, it did last year, uh, not only with basketball, but just, you know, the world in general um, and certainly uh, fall sports and, and even spring sports. So um, yeah, it, 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 you know, to answer your question directly, Travis, I think it is on the uptick, so to speak, but, you know, I think everyone also is, is, is uh, they're being vigilant, you know, they're doing what they can to try to prevent the spread or even um, the infection itself. So, um, but sometimes these things are, are, are out of your control and uh, you do the best you can with, with the facts that are uh, in front of you. Well, we'll continue to monitor that and, and hope that uh, things continue to to you know, be minimized in terms of the effects on, uh, as you said, not just basketball, but but everything in general. Uh, I do want to mention before we we uh, wrap things up here, what a what a great fun week or two week stretch this is going to be for arguably the best team in the state, the Pewaukee Pirates. Uh, they've already played a great schedule. They've already beaten Menominee Falls. They've already beaten Greendale, West Dallas Central, and a uh, a team out of Missouri, but. In the next two weeks, they play at Nina, uh, which is tomorrow, Thursday. They play at Kimberly next Tuesday. And then the first game after break is against Wisconsin Lutheran. As you said, the second-ranked team in Division Two. So, man, that's quite a schedule already and coming up for Pewaukee, uh, who, again, um, many people feel is the best team in the state regardless of division. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's, uh, that's about as tough as you can get. Um, you know, I was talking to Paul Wallersheim at Martin Luther the other day. And of course we had scheduled our tournament when, when he thought he had two players that end up transferring out of the school. So they haven't won a game this year and yet they've been very, very close in games. Um, but their next three games are Lake country Lutheran, uh, I believe this week. And then next week at the shootout, uh, they get Menominee Falls in, in Brookfield Central. So <laughs> I think Paul can can kind of sympathize with, uh, you know, with, with David Burkemper over at Pewaukee. Um, I, I'm sure that those are the teams playing the toughest next three games in the state. And, uh, you know, for Pewaukee, of course, they're at full strength. And, and uh, this is a great opportunity for them to showcase the, the many talented players that they have on their roster against two of the better Fox Valley area schools. And then, you know, obviously coming home for, 
for a Woodland Conference game against a really good Wisco team. So, um, you know, they, they've been highly, highly impressive to date. And uh, I, I, I think, uh, it, you know, in an ideal world, we'd have Pewaukee playing to pier at the shootout. But, uh, you know, you, you, you schedule these things a year in advance and, and sometimes things work out great and sometimes they don't. We do have Pewaukee uh, in our border battle with Minnesota coming up and that should be fun. But that's a really fun team to watch. And they're, they're so talented at every position. They're really well coached and they have a lot of depth. I mean, they have they have the ingredients, you know, with two Division two seniors in Ashton Janowski and Josh Terrian, you know, in two division one underclassmen and Milan uh, Momchiliovich and, and Nick Janowski, plus some other really, really good basketball players and athletes that are going to go on and play college, college sports, uh, you know, in different, in different activities uh, that that's really an impressive group. Um, and one that, you know, you, I think you really, at this point, I, if, if you did a poll of the 500 coaches in the state and said, who, you can only pick one team and that's your team. And you, you can take that team up against anybody else in Wisconsin. Which team would that be? I think the overwhelming response would be Pewaukee. You mentioned De Pere. They play De Pere in a non-conference game in late January. They also play Lake Country Lutheran in a non-conference game. And they also play defending division one state champion Tosa East in a non-conference game. Plus that border battle game you mentioned, plus two games against Wisconsin Lutheran still, Nina and Kimberly coming up in the next couple of weeks and the games they already played. We'll talk about it later in the year, perhaps, but that's got to be one of the best, toughest schedules any team in Wisconsin has ever played, especially the non-conference games. Um, yeah. Menominee Falls, yeah. Nina, Kimberly, the Pier, uh, team from Minnesota, team from uh, Missouri, Tosa East, Lake Country Lutheran. I mean, I just, I can't imagine anyone's played a, a tougher schedule uh, certainly this year and, and perhaps ever, but we'll, we'll talk about that when it, when it comes around a little bit closer, Mark, we'll, uh, we'll wrap up our conversation there for today. We certainly appreciate you joining us on the, uh, on the WSN podcast, and we're looking forward to a great week of hoops next week, led by the Rick Majerus Wisconsin basketball yearbook shootout. Mark, thanks again. Okay. Thanks Travis. And uh, happy holidays to you and your family and uh, looking forward to a couple great weeks of basketball here. Absolutely. Merry Christmas to everybody out there listening. Happy holidays. We do want to take one more chance to remind you to help save lives on Wisconsin roads and eliminate crashes. Join the Wisconsin Department of Transportation's new campaign, Buckle Up, Phone Down. Commit to always buckle your seatbelt and put your phone down while driving every trip, every time. Take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. That'll do it for the WSN podcast for today. Uh, he's Mark Miller. We also talked with Norbert Durst earlier. I am Travis Wilson. We'll see you at a game.